Welcome to the Too Rich to Miss podcast with your host, Mr. Too Rich, your southern urban voice. A place where relevant, rich conversations are had with professionals providing insights and innovative solutions that will help you move your business, career, and life to the next level. Here's your host. Welcome back to the Too Rich to Miss podcast. Thank you for checking us out again this week. We Today's episode, we're entering and going back into part two of the conversation that we had with author Adrian Scott and author of the new book that's out on Amazon right now. Be sure to go to his website, www.adrianfscott.com to be able to get more information about him and get his book, Meetings on Top of Meetings, on top of meetings available on Amazon right now and uh and be able to get all of that and check him out. Here's our conversation with him. Let's get into it. The Too Rich to Miss Podcast. Same way. You know, people will say, you know, your boss or, or other managers will say, why couldn't you get this done? Or why didn't you get that done? But it is almost to the point where if I'd have got this done, then I wouldn't have got this done. You know what I mean? And there's so many things that you can do, but how many of them can you do simultaneously? You know, only one. That, that, you know, <laughs> you know. If you if you watch a lion, I, I asked my son the other day. I said, Have you ever seen a lion catch two gazelles? He said, Yeah. I said, Yeah. I said, At the same time. No, not at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? You exactly. only gonna bite you only, you only got one mouth. <laughs> so you only gonna bite into one of them at a time and guess what's gonna happen to the other one? He getting away. He's gonna, he gonna get away. He gonna go. You're not gonna get that one and the one that you got in your mouth at the exact same time. You know what I mean? Because now he is afraid. He ain't gonna sit there and wait for you to finish eating that one and then say, eat me too. That, no. You know no, what I mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen. But you know, our focus as uh, as managers and as people in general, not, not just managers, just people in general, we tend to think that so many things can get done simultaneously. One, without the, uh, the proper training, and without the resources or without the network that it takes to get it done. You need people. You, you need you need well-trained people in order to get every little bit of thing done, you know? And that's you know, that's, that's what I focus on the most is putting together people, putting people in the right places to make sure that they're well-trained, to make sure that they can handle their job duties without uh, as many distractions as I would have. So basically, everything that I'm responsible for, I want someone in charge of each one of those tasks. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to eat up a lot of your uh, productivity hours, but at the same time, you're going to run more efficiently. And, and if you run more efficiently, eventually, you'll be able to get it done in a shorter period of time, or you'll be able to add more tasks on top of what you're already doing just because now that you got some of those things on automatic, 
Right. You now, see what I'm saying? True. Now, that's the part that I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to get to before, uh, you know, uh, the wonderful world of technical difficulties on in mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk about for the sake, because one thing that's important, um, the bottom line. You know, the mm-hmm. bottom line, as I like to say, is always the bottom line. You know, mm-hmm. um, and what you just said is something that I think people um, definitely need to hear, especially when we're talking about uh, new managers, you know, mm-hmm. and when I say new managers, I'm talking about from the standpoint of the people that are in this pandemic that pivoted and as opposed to them going out of business, their business quint- quintupled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, um, you know, we're talking about the people who, you know, were only had one or two people. And now it's like, my God, I got 30 people, you, you know. So yeah. for those type of people that are like, well, I just hired all these people. Why should I go through all this other stuff that you're talking about? And how much is it going to really affect my bottom line monetarily? So mm-hmm. from a percentage standpoint, and I don't have the numbers um, in front of me, um, and I'm not going to leave off the screen because it might mess up. So, so. <laughs> oh, no, I think we're good now. <laughs> yeah. so, um, I think we're good now. Yeah, but, uh, but, from, a, uh, but from a percentage standpoint, um, talk to the part of that you're aware of anyway, how much it actually puts more money in the company's pocket when they do take the time to bring somebody in like you to be to, you know, to be to get everybody on a right on a, a cultural page and and mm-hmm. on be able to get everybody, you know, with the right thought process and feeling mm-hmm. good about the job and being trained properly and you know mm-hmm. and the efficiencies and getting more done and you know speak to the point of to the person that's like, man, I'm spending all this money in payroll. Why, why, man, why do you go through all that shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. Now, I mean, you got to look at every company is a little bit different, but there's a cost for hiring and there's, there's a cost for training. So in the Department of Corrections in Virginia, each, uh, each officer that we brought in basically cost us $35,000. So, you know, you got to look at, okay, if you're going to spend $35,000 just to hiring process, the people that it took to hire them, and then the people that it takes to train them. And then when they go to the academy, their room and board and their food and things like that. So $35,000 and, and that's just an, basically up front. Now you add on, you add their salary, which is something separate. You know, and then how long are they going to stay there? So as long as they stay there, you'll continue to be able to pay them. But $35,000 right off the top that is costing you to get that person where they need to be. Now, if they don't uh, complete their training or if they get right there at the end of their training and decide that's not the thing that they want to get into. Now, you just basically wasted that $35,000 and then you got to hire another person and spend another $35,000 on them. So if you look at the numbers there, they're staggering when it comes to an organization as far as the hiring and the training. And this is one of the reasons why so many corporations shortcut it as much as they can. They feel like if I can just hire somebody that's kind of smart, 
they'll be able to figure all this out without me having to spend a lot of money on their training. And all I have to worry about is paying them their salary. So if they leave, the only thing I lost was the amount of money that I paid them in salary. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, so that's what that's one of the main reasons why companies want to cut out. But then at the same time, if you do this, you 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 lessen your loyalty. You you lessen um, the importance that that person would be able to feel if you did train them correctly. You know what I mean? If you put them, empower them into a position where they feel like they're they're needed, they're respected in their job. They're helping a common cause. You know, they go home and they smile. They go home and say, hey, job well done. I did great today. You know what I mean? It was a few challenges, but I worked through it and made it happen. Right. You know. And on that point, that's very important for smaller businesses, smaller to mid-sized businesses, you know, to be to instill that, that type of a great feeling into their people. Because when you're small and just growing, when you just got past what I like to call the oh shit moment, you know, <laughs> uh, or or the moment of success, or or as some people would, uh, or as the market would refer to it as the Oprah effect. You know, <laughs> if your company is on the other side of an Oprah effect, you know, <laughs> then it's very important for the people that you're gonna be asking uh, to work 16 hours a day. You know, mm-hmm. because you got orders bagged up, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's good to have them to feel good about the organization. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean? yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah. You know, uh, so I just, I think all this stuff is just real important. And uh, and and once again, even just getting back to the little guy thing that we were talking about, um, it's uh, it's honorable and it's okay to work for a good company and grow. You know, uh, it's okay. I mean, because I know there's a lot of people that'll that'll say the corporate plantation and all that. However, every corporation is not a plantation. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Especially if they're paying you right, you're happy about being there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's, that's not a plantation. You know, yeah. that is a great place that you work. You know what I'm saying? And there's right. people that that work jobs for 20, 30 years and retire and they cool about that. And right. That, and, and I know that's not an Instagram, that's not Instagram worthy stories. Um, but the reality is there's a lot of people that can utilize, especially from the younger generation that can benefit from the book mm-hmm. and from the content mm-hmm. and from the way that you put it out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I, and of course from bigger corporations, but from smaller corporations as well. And uh, because in the midst of everything, one thing is for sure. Uh, Yeah, it's always going to be some people that are falling apart. And but it's always going to be some other people who are going to find a way to make lemonade out of whatever lemons they're giving. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, it's just it is what it is. And and your information and your book that you got right now is I definitely think is a good is a good fit and a good tool to help people out with that. What would you say is the, what would you think is the most difficult part about uh, putting this book together? How long did it take actually in the midst of that too? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a short book. So I don't want anybody to think that it's, it's uh, like a, a 600,000 page novel or anything like that. It's more of a personal self-help. Um, 
But I started in 2016, actually. I started the process of uh, starting gathering the chapters that I wanted. Um, at the time, I was working in the Department of Corrections, and I was an effective communications uh, coach. Basically, I led the department on um, effective communication and the learning team process. You know, the, the, the department was going toward having a learning environment and they wanted everybody to be a part of a weekly meeting. You know, whether you're an officer, whether you're, uh, you know, in the custodial, I mean, no matter what type of job you're in, maintenance, HR, everybody was put on a team to where they had to meet with their team once a week. And my job was to coordinate all of these efforts. So basically, I, you know, I had to attend a lot of meetings because I had to train my subject matter specialists so they can actually um, facilitate every one of these meetings. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. in, in that setting, it was uh, over a thousand employees so I had over, um, you know, I, I guess about 200 or so learning teams. You know what I mean? I spaced out all over the place. So it was so many different learning teams that I had to have a facilitator for each one. And some of them I would step in and facilitate too, but I would train the coaches and the facilitators for that. So, you know, during that time, you know, that that's all that was on my mind. My job encompassed meetings. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, so during that time, I was overwhelmed with the word meeting. So I, right, right, so right. I decided to um, start that process of, of writing a book and I came up with my uh, cover and I put my cover on my, my bulletin board inside of my office, you know, and everybody would come in and say, hey, what's that? You know, I said, it's a book that I'm working on, you know what I mean? And they, they would just fall out laughing because they know that my job, <laughs> you know, dealt with meetings right. on top of meetings on top of meetings. You know? Right, 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 right. So, you know, uh, how to make them effective was basically my uh, my focus. So, you know, just, and, you know, I, it took me a while to just, you know, gather my thoughts on it. You know, I would dabble in it. It was nothing I was working, like, wholeheartedly in. I just dabbled in it a little bit, trying to, uh, you know, structure out. And during the midst of it, I started writing several other books. That, they're not, you know, published now, but I'm uh, I'm looking to have some published before the end of this year. Another one, at least, before mm -hmm. the end of this year. So, but you know, when, when you start that, those wheels to turning and, and start trying to organize, you'll be amazed at how much you can actually, you know, uh, put together. You know, but I, I wanted to I wanted to go back too and touch on the thing that you was just talking about as far as the uh, the average person, you mm -hmm. know, on, on a job, you know, just feeling fulfilled about their job. You know, I think the biggest uh, deterrent from all of that is our distraction from all of the the showpieces that we see on the internet. That online spaces is very very dangerous. You know, and it makes everybody think that they're going to be a billionaire and they lose focus of the the task at hand that could actually, you know, eventually get them to where they want to go. But at the same time, how do we realign a person's thoughts and get them to focus on the good that they have? You know, 
being being you know feeling blessed about what you have and not totally just going out dreaming over what somebody else has you know what i mean and and, and internet and you know social media has created you know such an environment that we do more you know thinking about why we can't have what somebody else has as opposed to being thankful for what we do have you know mm-hmm. And, and and that that you know it's overwhelming the amount of stuff that we see, and it causes it causes you know it causes people that have a regular job to just be turned off by a lot of it, you know. Yep. All we see, you know, especially if you you look on internet and look on YouTube a lot, the first thing you're going to see is, I can teach you how to be a billionaire in one week. Right. Right. Okay? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> right, yeah, really? yeah, and it's um, and all you have to do is buy this, you know, this one link. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Click on this yeah, one link, yeah, and, yeah. and it'll take you ten minutes a day if you do these ten mm-hmm. things. Yep. Ten minutes a day, then you'll be a billionaire by yeah. next week. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. so that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buy my course or all yeah. that, you know. <laughs> You know, all you got to do is become a part of my academy. If you become a part of my academy, you know, you're going to learn this, 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 and this. And although I can't guarantee you you'll be successful, I have this student, that student, that student, that student. They're all successful. And by the way, because this and this and this is happening, you should definitely enroll in my school. And then you might have one person endorses so well. I went to the Two Rich Miss Academy, and now I am very, very wealthy. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. I like to thank Richard and his team for making me yeah. the richest man in the world. Appreciate yeah. it, Rich. Exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And all I did was I went to somebody else's YouTube channel, ripped <laughs> off all of their content. <laughs> we put it in my own PowerPoint slides, put my yeah, logo yeah. on it, and said, boom, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? Or put them in a group or something like that. Yeah. You know, which gets to be one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted, why, as I thought about the podcast and Too Rich to Miss, I said, I'm going to do something. I, you know, want to go down a different road, you mm-hmm. know, and actually, um, and actually put and start talking about real people doing real things. You know, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of grifters out there too. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and these grifters, they they oh my god, they killed, they they drive. Mm-hmm. But you know, and then I look at some of the people that get dragged on the internet, mm-hmm. and some of the people they talk about. For example, mm-hmm. I give you uh, let, to give one example of of uh, somebody that I hear get dragged a lot. Uh, Roland Martin, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roland Martin Unfiltered. Okay. And he got his own, um, he was, well, you know, he was on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But now he got his own YouTube thing. Well, I was listening to him talk about how this whole little YouTube thing came about. Mm-hmm. And um, really intriguing, you know, and it's, and there's a lot of little different little factors in here to kind of think about. And to go back to what we were talking about with the little guy and how, you know, things are kind of despised and, you know, and you and how people can be discouraged, I guess I could say, you know, mm-hmm. by thinking what they have is not enough. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And here's what happened with him. Right. He was at TV one 
Now, mm -hmm. when things were switching up at TV One, but he was still on the contract making over 300 some thousand a year. Mm -hmm. So he's making 300 some thousand a year. He's still on the contract. They weren't doing what he wanted to do and what mm -hmm. his vision of news wanted to go, but he was gonna still make money regardless. Right. He decided to walk away from the contract when it was time to renew. Mm -hmm. He walked away from the 300, started his own thing, right? Mm -hmm. Now, in the midst of all of that, fast forward to where he is now, obviously at work, you know, um, over 14 million streams per month later, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. over 700 and some thousand dollars in revenue, you mm know, -hmm. a uh, company valued at about, shoot, he said his company's valued at like 7.5 million. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. there's online show with all of the views and all of that. So, <laughs> and right. I, so long story short, and know, uh, he took and looked at and and always took hold of, of the value that he had. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And he kept investing in himself. Right. It, you know what I'm saying? Because he was saying mm -hmm. that he couldn't have walked away from the $300,000 gig Mm -hmm. If he wouldn't have been investing in himself and taking care of his taking care of his business, and mm -hmm. uh, he wouldn't have been able to be where he is if he hadn't have been real frugal, and uh, right. with on the way up and his money wisely, exactly, <laughs> which is what a lot of people fall apart and miss, and mm -hmm. uh, um, as they think just because they have a quote unquote job that mm -hmm. that they can't still end up in a wealthy place when right. actually ending up in a wealthy place is just a set of some basic systemic steps mm -hmm. you know, that you go through mm -hmm. in your life you know what i'm saying and just and try not to marry the wrong person and all this other type of stuff and, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> you know had too many kids out of wedlock and you know what I'm yeah saying, you don't know. do all of the bad things the wrong and, things uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i mean and even if you do mess up along the way there's still recovery but you know yeah uh yeah. but at the end of the day and uh, I guess my point and more to saying all that is while everybody's sitting there talking all that nonsense and while everybody mm -hmm. talking shit about him, call mm -hmm. him what you may. Mm -hmm. This man currently has a show that's getting more views than the regular goddamn news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, right, 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 right. I mean, real talk, you know, when you start mm -hmm. to, you know, and I hadn't pulled him up on Social Blade but mm -hmm. you know, I mean, but that you know, he comes on at six o'clock and then he doing read and then he rebroadcast. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. I mean, hey, you know, your your CPM or your cost per mil, your cost per thousand, mm -hmm. his cost per thousand is through the ceiling. I, I mean, bet. just the average wow. you can run from eight dollars on the low end to over twenty five dollars to over two. Fifty, a hundred dollars, click per thousand. You mm know, -hmm. uh, so and you get that into the millions, then oh god, yeah, you got people paying you serious money yeah. just to be mentioned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I said all that to say, you know, um, I think there's a lot of people that uh, that if they would adjust their thought process, you know, mm -hmm. especially mid-level management, 
you know, because mm-hmm. once you get to a certain level of management, you know, if your connections aren't in the, if your connections aren't strong and your education ain't strong, you know, you're gonna hit a ceiling. Yeah. You know, from a managerial yeah. standpoint, you know, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have to increase your education or increase who you cool with. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, one or the other, uh, if not both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably and, uh, a combination of the, of the two. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, probably a, a combination of the two. It uh, does a fact, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, but the guess the thing that we do that I want to be putting out here, especially with stuff like with episodes like this, with people like with people like you, like mm-hmm. real people doing real things. You know, mm-hmm. you don't fall it. You're you know you're not a grifter. You know what I'm saying? You got a real MBA from a real university. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You went to school for real. You know what right. I mean? You didn't, you know, you didn't fake it. You don't, you know, you mm-hmm. ain't got a paper trail that leads to, that seemingly needs to nowhere. But you mm-hmm. say, well, you know what? Yeah, I did. You know, just because they didn't say it don't mean I didn't. <laughs> right, right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you're not, you know, you didn't just memorize a few good scripts and and come out and say, well, hey, this is how it goes. There's this and this and this and this and this. Right. I wrote a lot of essays, bro. Yeah, I mean, I know, <laughs> a lot right? Of essays to get it. Yeah. And, uh, and, I mean, it co- and it cost me a lot of money. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. A lot of money to get it, man. But you know, at the same time, I I believe, but um. You know, I believe it's it's well worth it. Um, everything that I've done in the past, I think it leads you to, you know, where you are now. So, um, you know, in my life, man, I've always used a lot of excuses, you know, and that's, that's one thing that a lot of people don't want to admit in their own life is that I use a lot of excuses and said, well, if I had this, then I can get that. If I don't have it, then I then I can't have that. And then once you get that one thing, then you you always say, well, now all I need is this. And then it just goes on and on and on and on. So you continue to say and tell yourself that, you know, really nothing is good enough. So it, it really doesn't have it doesn't have anything to do with um, you know, my education. Um, my military background, uh, you know, my experiences on the job. It doesn't have a lot to do with that. The biggest thing that it all boils down to is how much courage I have to, you know, to do the things that I say I'm, I'm going to do. You know what I mean? How much confidence, how much faith do I have in my own word? You know, because so many years, man, I would say, man, I can't do that unless I get me a better website. Man, I can't do that until I buy me a new computer. Man, I can't do that until, you know what I mean? We told ourselves so many times that we can't do, we can't do, we can't do. Until at one point, I was like, why am I, why am I just shaking myself up over the hits? You know what I mean? I'm just telling myself I can't do something until I get, until I get, you know what I mean? And it, it slows you down. So, you know, to make people, to get people proud of their own job and having them fulfilled, you know, that's, that's, those are the type of stories we need to, need to tell. You know what I mean? Not the stories where, yeah, man, if, if you get this course, then you gonna do this. And if you go back and get your master's, you get your MBA, you going to, you know, be put into this category, man, stop it. 
stop it. You know what I mean? It's it's all in your mind. It's all in your drive, all in your desire. You know, we talked the last time on, you know, how many people that were, you know, incarcerated, locked in the prisons and all. And then they, they had a plan, they had a story, they had an idea. And then when they came out, they went wholeheartedly toward that. Mm. You know what I mean? And they, they didn't have any any fear because they've already put it in their mind that this was this was it. This was possible. It was it was and not just possible, it was it was done. It was a done deal to them. You know, this is mm. it. This is gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, you know live or die trying to live this dream that I've actually portrayed or presented to myself. You know, so I, I mean, in, in the bottom line, what we need to do is make sure we we show people and talk to people about focusing on what they have. You know, take taking what you have, take your God given talent, and use it for the good. Use it for the better good. Don't don't use it to uh, manipulate or persuade others into doing what you want to do because. We talked about this before too, Rich. Uh, you know, when you take away things from another person and you get them to do what you want them to do because it's going to help your agenda, then that is a form of workplace bullying. You know what I mean? We we all knew bullies as we was growing up, but we didn't know that bullies was going to continue to be present in our life the entire time. You know. <laughs> When I, when I started working for the, the company that I work for now, you know, I was amazed at the workplace bullying that goes along. You know, I, I, I tell myself all the time, I said, wait a minute. Now, I've worked on death row. I've, I've worked in population. I've worked in segregation. I worked with some of the baddest people on the planet. You know, I was a Marine. I've been to Saudi Arabia, been to war. I got bombed, scud missile attacks. You know, I've been to a lot of places, and for me to come back and be bullied by a Walmart manager was just overwhelming to me, Rich. <laughs> you know, out of all the things that I've done in my life, a Walmart manager is supposed to just scare me to death? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was Crazy. <laughs> now, 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 let me ask you this: just to be, just for the sake of playing devil's advocate, mm-hmm. you know, just to play devil's advocate. Um, now, do you think that that this particular manager, you know, do you think that they were just that that's just their personality? They were just because you know some people are just a hard ass for the sake of being a hard ass. That's just right. who they are. And some people are just more laid back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some people are micromanagement type of style, and some people are more hands off. Do you think in his, you know, giving him the benefit of the doubt, you think that's that he could have just, you know, just had just a rough personality, and he just come off that way? No, <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, Actually, Rich, it's a, it's a combination of uh, the structure of the business. You know, when we start talking about the, we talked earlier about the culture of a company, a culture of a, of a corporation, mm-hmm. the culture is designed for you to do whatever you have to do to promote fear in another person. You know, if, 
you don't get this job done the way we want to get it done, then I'm going to hold you accountable. So basically jobs like this, we talk accountability more than we talk training. So we don't, we don't talk about, you know, did we train this person to the fullest of our capacity? We talk about, oh, that person went out there and did something wrong. Let's hold them accountable and let's continue to hold them accountable until we can get enough paper trail going to fire the person. But then you go back to HR and then you say, hey, now we got to hire somebody else because I just pushed them all the way out the door. I didn't, you know, you see what I'm saying? So it's the the culture of the business, um, you know, it it gets people to, to think, our old way of of doing business and that old way of doing business it's it's called the old way because back then people they they valued the job that they had and they stayed at their job for long periods of time you know 20 30 years you know people will say hey i'm going to get this job like we come from an area where the paper mill was Mm -hmm. was the, the big job so the people back in our dad's and granddad's days, they felt like if they got a job at that paper mill, hey, that was it. That, that's yep. their life. I'm going to do this for game 30, over. 40. Yeah, I'm going to do this 30, 40 years, retire, you know, get a little pension check, and, and then I'm going to have all my cars and stuff paid for before I retire, you know, things of that nature. That's, way, that's the way they thought. So to come in as a manager and tell this person that, hey, if you don't do it this way, I'm gonna write you up, then of course, they're gonna have fear because Mm -hmm. you're now trying to write them up enough and get them out of their their dream. This was their dream. They wanted to work for the paper mill and now you're trying to get them out of the paper mill. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's the the old way of thinking because the the old style of employee was that way. They, you know, they was going to get a job and keep it. But now let's rewind. Let's get it to where we are now. These people could give a damn, Rich. (laughs) You think these new people are thinking about 30 years working for a paper mill? Uh, Unfortunately not. They're not. No. They're, They're thinking about, okay, I need some cash in my pocket right now. So this cash can actually get me to another level. And then once I get to that next level, that cash is going to get me to another level. And then I'm going to be a billionaire, like the guys said on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I the mindset. Yep, yep. You're right. I'm agreeing with you. Totally yeah, agree. Yeah, the, the mindset is totally different because, you know, our generations have, for one, educated us so much that we don't want to say we got to work hard because now we got so much evidence of people that are making it, you know, paying their bills. They got a nice car. They got a nice house. They got all of that. And they don't work as hard as some other people. You know what I mean? So, so it's like when a person, you know, talks about their career, they're like, why not me? Why can't I find that job that's going to, pay me a good salary and I don't work as hard, you know, especially physically or be as stressed mentally because I have a person over top of me saying, this is wrong, this is wrong. And because it's wrong, I'm gonna continue to write you up, I'm gonna write you up, you know what I mean? So now we don't have to, you know, subject ourselves to that type of uh, environment. 
You know what I mean? We move forward and say, okay, they don't want me here. Good. I ain't like it here anyway. <laughs> I ain't like it here anyway. You know what I mean? This, this I, is true. You know, I, you know what I mean? It's like when you get a job, a lot of times you didn't just apply for that one job nowadays. You, you had like 20, 30 applications in somewhere. Mm -hmm. So you know what I mean? And sometimes once you take a job, it's the other job still, you know, calling you back. Hey, I, I got an interview for you, you know? Because mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, when I when I took on this job and I ended up going to uh, Tampa, Florida, I had another interview um, that I had to pass up on back in uh, Richmond. You know what I mean? It was another job in Richmond. It was still working for the state of Virginia. The salary wasn't going to be as, as good as what I ended up choosing. And, right. you know, I I was gonna have to stay in the same area that I am, so it wasn't as fascinating, you know what right. I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, so to yeah. actually move to Florida and and, and uh, start a new adventure with a, a, a decent salary and things like that, I take advantage of it. But oh, at the same hell. time, at the same time, I had other options <laughs> still out there on the table. Which, it, if we go back to the old school, they had no other options. I'm gonna work for this paper mill. You know what I mean? So, so it's like us now as managers that, um, you know, that that accountability thing where we're gonna hold you accountable without actually having a real structure for holding people accountable. You know uh, what I mean? Do you, do you think that, um, especially this is more so for bigger corporations than uh, than the smaller mid-sized guys? Do you think that the bigger corporations don't? see the value in having an appropriate training program because mm -hmm. I've been in a ton of places that mm -hmm. will literally just just barely push you through there and mm -hmm. like you said as soon as you start messing up they, mm -hmm. they strike one mm -hmm. strike two mm -hmm. strike mm -hmm. three I, I, now this is a verbal alright mm -hmm. strike four I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of yeah. like they they know they push you through this sink or swim is what I like to call it. Right, right. You know, I used to run into it a lot back in when I was doing this call center stuff a lot. And, uh, um, and the only reason why I survived was because I caught on pretty quick and I kind of stayed mm -hmm. in this technical stuff that I was kind of <laughs> familiar with. You know, <laughs> but but it was crazy, man. You know, right. um, and right. I just think I wanted to do big corporations really understand that if they invested the extra time and proper training on the front, that mm -hmm. it would help them out on the back. Because what a lot of people don't realize mm -hmm. is that a lot of a lot of people got these hope, these big dreams, but mm -hmm. they really aren't going to make it the way they right. think. Right, 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 right. You know, eight mm -hmm. out of ten people who think they're gonna be the next Jay Z are not. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Not that they don't have talent, but they just mm -hmm. not. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, ten out of ten. <laughs> right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, true that. I mean, it's so. You know, right. you gotta increase. You gotta increase the numbers just to get one of them out of that. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's like that's one true. in a million shot. You know what I mean? Right. You know. But and, to answer your question, answer yeah, your question good. on that as far as the training goes. Um, higher up now, the higher you go, the more they understand exactly what we're talking about. But what they, what they usually don't do is, 
they don't really put their finger on it. They actually leave it to the discretion of each one of the entities, you know, within that. You know what I mean? So that, so basically every um, every moving part to a corporation, they kind of leave it open. You know, they tell them, hey, we need to train our people better. We need to train our people better. Why haven't these people been trained? And then as the information comes down, it gets distorted because that top is still wondering where the production went to. Why have we dropped in sales? You know, well, we dropped in sales because you said you wanted us to increase the training. I didn't mean for you to increase the training and drop the sales. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to give me an action plan and tell me when, when are you going to pick it back up? How long is this training going to take? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, 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 so, yeah. you know, it, it, it's like, you know, at the top, they know it's necessary. They know you need it, but they leave it to the discretion of each one of the operating pieces, which, you know, gets distorted and turns into... You know what I mean? We really don't have time for that. We still got to push these numbers because when you get on those calls with those uh, higher executives, they're not even going to ask you questions about your training. Uh, they're not yeah, gonna, yeah, you know, when they get on the call, they're going to ask you about, okay, was your building safe? Did anybody get hurt? No, nobody got hurt. Okay, our safety numbers are looking good. Okay, uh, our quality is our product getting to the customer like it should. Is, is it the right product to the right customer? You know, oh, yeah, yeah, you're doing good. Okay, well, why are we not, why aren't we pushing out more product so we can earn more money? You know, mm-hmm. if, if, you're, if you're on point with your safety, you're on point with your quality, now I need you to be faster at what you do so we can take in more and put more product on the shelves. Mm-hmm. And overall, make more money, you know. And then this is where you go to. Well, we got, you know, we got five of our people on this side in training right now, and then we got another ten on this side. You know, they're they're going through their training process. Be like, <laughs> you know, they don't want to hear that. They, right. they don't want to hear, you know, how much training it takes. So that that's the main reason why I say a lot of the training that we have, we can't just bore the people to learning it. You know what I mean? We right. really, really, really have to define the job to its simplest compound. You know, whatever the simplest this job could be, how can we make sure, get that person a chance to practice, drill, and rehearse on just this one thing and be the best at it? You know what I mean? Yeah. You like, yeah. Um, um, you know, if, if you look at companies that succeeded in the franchises and things like that, you know, like McDonald's, for instance, mm-hmm. You know, they said we're going to take a, a simple process and we're going to be able to put it out there. We're going to be able to train our people to do it. And um, it's going to be so simple that we can hire a bunch of teenagers to do it. You know what I mean? We can train those teenagers to do this one simple job. You know what I mean? Hey, I want you to be on fries all day today. You know how to do fries, right? Yeah, I've been trained how to do fries. Okay, I want you to do that all day. You know what I mean? The simplest of processes broken down to where you can you can train a person in a faster way, but don't overwhelm them with too many tasks. See what I'm saying? See, but yeah. most of the jobs now is so many tasks because they got so many things that they need done instead of instead of putting more people on it or simplifying the tasks. That's that's what we need to do. We need more people 
or simplify the task, eliminate some things that's not that important or not working, you know what I mean? And, and put person put a person in charge of one particular thing that they can get real good at and train somebody else to be real good at it. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's how it should be. Uh, well, the question is, have you figured out a way to do that? Because see, that that is the multi-trillion dollar question. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because being able to actually do that, because the key, um, I guess the thing that I've always noticed, especially in a production environment, is the balance between high production and quality training you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Coexisting at the same time, because mm-hmm. it's just like you said, you know, if you're trying to train people at the highest level, you know, your production numbers kind of start to dip, and mm-hmm. then, and to get the production numbers back up, the extra training that you were doing starts to dip because you got to get them out there to push the numbers up. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? So I guess you know, have you figured out? how to balance the two mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um actually the i think the key to it is integration some of the most simplest things that you can do it needs to be in in one be in one source you know you have to put it all together like your your software your your technological you know uh part of your business has to be fine-tuned to where you don't have a lot of little things that you have to do. All of those little things can actually be done by one software-driven program. You know what I mean? You, you can fine-tune a whole lot of small things instead of saying, okay, I need you to do this, 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 and this. And it's all over the place. It's all in different places. You know what I mean? I, I have to go to this software in order to do that. And then I need to go to another screen in order to do this. And, and, and for me to check this, I need to go to this screen, you know? So it's so many, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's so many processes not combined. So, right. you know, to, to, uh, to my point, what I do is I come in and I look at what can be integrated. What can we put together? Is there something, does HR have a software and does production have another software? Why can't I put HR and production software together so that when a person clocks in, their time and their production is already added up? Right. You know what I mean? Instead of you having your manager at the end of the day having to go to the HR software to see what time a person clocked in, what time they took lunch, what time they clocked out, I gotta go to that. Once I get that information, then I gotta go to another part and see what their production was. Mm-hmm. And then I take I take that information and I put it all together and put it into another whole spreadsheet. Yep. Why? Why why can't you know what I mean? Yep. Why can't I why can't I just hit run? <laughs> why right, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> if if I wanted to see the production of an entire team. I should be able to just put that entire team in, hit production, and my job is done when it comes to that task. Now I can focus on how to make other things better within my job. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Instead Instead of me taking the time. So, you know, to answer your question on that, integration. Integration is the key, man. Integrating software, 
um, integrating the programs that you have within a job that you can eliminate the redundancy. You know what I mean? Too many times we repeat the same efforts on different spreadsheets. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Why, why are we taking so much time? Look how much money is, is costing us not mm-hmm. to have the right software that can directly drive exactly what we need. So the data that we need should be streamlined straight ahead. Yep. We should be boom, straight line, straight for the data. Yep. You know I'm what I mean? It, it's look, only, a, it's look, only you, a few companies that can do it. Look, but you know but, what the problem is going to be, right? It, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> but that too, that too. But I wasn't gonna say that. But yeah, licensing and money. That, that too. But mm. the other part about that, after they get past the money, after they get past the licensing, then mm. they're gonna have to do training. You gotta train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they're gonna have to train everybody how to use the updated, mm-hmm. streamlined process of system. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what I'm saying. But some of some of the some of the uh, functions that we actually do, I mean, if you got a computer, it can do it for you. You know what I mean? When we started learning long math and things like that, we no longer worry about doing long math because the computer does it. <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? It, it's like you know, I'm, all I got to do is just put my my figures in. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of it, it's it's not a lot of training when everything is self explanatory. Everything that we use on the internet right now is designed so that an eight-year-old could actually run it. Yep. And and it's happening. A computer is set up so that an eight-year-old can actually become very wealthy just by jumping onto this computer. And they learn it at an earlier age. That's See, correct. one of the biggest problems with integration is that we got so many people in the top office that are from the old school and they know that they did it like this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, when we did it, we didn't have a computer. We had it on a piece of paper, and we turned that piece of paper in at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But right. other things came along with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as far as what you're saying, the training aspect of, of training uh, on software that's just generated for your area, very simple part of training because you already are doing it. You're just going to now cut out some of the math that you got to figure out manually you know what i mean you see what i'm saying so you're still doing your job the same job that you're doing except now you understand how the information was uh derived where it came from right right you know what i mean so this information is actually put together a lot quicker a lot simpler you can get to the end of your shift hit run you know what I mean? Right. And uh, and the thing, too, with bigger corporations, too, and this is a big and really more of an issue with bigger companies than with uh, some of the mid-sized companies. Uh, bigger, large, extreme corporations implementing things out corporate-wide can get to be very problematic, you mm. know, because of the systems that are all in place. you got databases mm. that got to talk to each other and Mm-hmm. network talking to that network mm-hmm. and they've been using this system this system might not integrate with that mm-hmm. system and, mm-hmm. you know i mean but even in the midst of all of that you mm-hmm. know there's programmers out there that can make it happen um i think it really gets back to what you were talking about it's the people at the boardroom that's part of the mm-hmm. old guard that mm-hmm. really just don't want to hear all that you know? yeah they don't because they did it they did it a long time ago in a in a different way 
You know what I mean? And yeah. they still got it in their mind. If I could work as hard as I did to make it happen, then you guys can too. But at the same time, they were doing it in an era where they knew they was going to stay at this job for 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It goes back to what we just talked about. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. <laughs> you're hiring their managers now that if, if you're teaching, you know, like 500 different processes for them to have to do, the first thing they're thinking of, man, I should have took that job at Amazon, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, man, they still calling me. You know what I mean? It's... <laughs> It's like, you know what I mean? If you're going to, now, like I said, years ago, when when you didn't want to travel, you didn't want to go anywhere other than your city where you live, then, you know, learning all of this wouldn't have been a problem because, hey, this is your dream job right here. You know what I mean? This is what I wanted. This is how I'm going to support my family. I ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? People, I work with people at the shipyard, man. Uh, 13 years I worked there for a new shipbuilding. Yeah. And in 2000, I decided I was going to leave. And they looked at me like, what? you going to leave this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's I mean, that old mindset. You know what I mean? No matter what it is, you know, that old mindset, they, they feel like, you know, just because I did it back in the days, these people gonna want to do it too. But it's not so. They don't. They don't want to do. They want to learn all of those steps. You yeah, know what I mean? This is true. <laughs> especially, look, especially when they've been trained and they've been programmed to do things on the quickest way possible. Mm. When we need information, and we want that information to basically be fine tuned to what we're really looking for, we can do a Google search. Mm-hmm. I mean. Back in the days, you couldn't do a Google search. What no such thing as Google? What no such thing as internet? You see what I'm saying? So, and look at when it first came out, it was slow as hell. It was, and it it threw you out so much. I mean, the analytics wasn't even there. So the search engine optimization, it wasn't there with keywords. You know what I mean? So if you, oh man, look, Yahoo and Netscape back then was not killing it. Yeah, no, and and most of your uh, company's software doesn't have any ability to search words the way that Google does. But mm-hmm. now that you have Google, let's use it. You know what I mean? Companies should be willing to say, I want to tie in with Google. I see what they've done with keywords for my people to really find what they want to search to get their job done mm-hmm. faster so I can get them on another project. If you can get me through this job faster, I don't mind going to another project. But if mm-hmm. I got to spend hours on getting this one thing done, mm-hmm. then don't give me another project, bro. I, got, I might be here all night. <laughs> you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Don't give me another project, you know? So yeah. that, that's one of the things, you know, the, the, the software and the technologies that we have, most companies aren't using it. And yeah. a lot of times it goes down to the, the, uh, the paying for it getting the license to keep it. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. Uh, and once again, I I do think that there's a lot of people that just don't want to spend it. And you know, I mean, because and I mean, because it's like, and, and, I mean, shoot, there's a ton of programmers that's out here mm-hmm. right now building apps that's mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. whatever is necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the, techn- the technology is available. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just the point of, just like you said, uh, it's the fact that they don't want to implement. And, right. You know, um, yeah. And see, that's that's what one of my goals is, is to show them that you really need this because it's costing you. Oh, you yeah. know, I, I have to put that direct correlation between how many people leave the job because they're not satisfied into, you know, how much money you spend on, you know, on hiring new people. But what if you made the job um, more fulfilling? You made the job a lot easier to do so you can get them to the next level, next task. If you make more money, you can actually pay them more money. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, what's the, the, the bottom line is how do we, you know, get the companies to see that they need to integrate systems. They need to put it all together so that you can make the job easier because it's going to have a direct correlation with your retention exactly you know what i mean so <laughs> people they don't they don't see it like a lot of people they they don't want to see it like that because they thinking all they see is the the amount of money that they got to spend but what's what's the value you mm-hmm. know what i mean what what is it worth what is it worth for you to continue to lose what is it worth for you to you know continue to hire like i said even on the officers in the prison system $35,000 just hiring this new person that's then you got yeah, and that person quit, you know, after a week or so. They realized they don't even want to do this. Now you're spending $35,000 again to get mm-hmm. somebody else. The you, all over yeah, you're starting the process over and over and over and over instead of working on how can I make this job simple enough to a person can do it so a person can do it and want to get more out of the job. How do right. I get them to say, I can do this job, and now I also want to do this one, and I also want to go here, and I also want to go there. They get more committed when they go up. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? absolutely. When they really learn the structure of the business, they get more committed. More loyalty exactly. you know, comes along with, with that appreciation for what you can do. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> exactly. No doubt about it. Yeah. Totally, totally, totally agree. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> totally agree because especially mm-hmm. now in a global economy mm-hmm. you know i mean uh, you know i mean there's there's a lot there's a lot people can do you know mm-hmm. and granted people aren't you know aren't still aren't fully grasping all of that but mm-hmm. it's everything that you're saying is important because the companies don't want to run off somebody who could be that mm-hmm. great 20 30 year employee yeah, you know because absolutely. Some people might go into the company not wanting to stay there, but mm-hmm. if this if the environment is conducive, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and all those things that you talked about are falling mm-hmm. into place mm-hmm. while they're trying to pursue something that they don't know is going to not come to mm-hmm. fruition, mm-hmm. they're going to wake up one day and be like, you know what, this job I've been at for the past seven years, they've been all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me see what I can really do over here. You know what I mean? Right, they, right, they may, right. Because they've been comfortable and they've been, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all the things yeah. that you've been talking about when mm-hmm. they realize that that dream ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They don't have to get into a moment of being like, oh, man, well, I'm just at this old fucked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Get out of here and see what I can get me some real, something real going on. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you gotta also look at it. Is sometimes is 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 not, um, you know, what what you gotta get companies to see is they're not just looking at 
okay, it's only the sign of the times. It's only the generation. You got to also see if there's other companies that's doing the same thing that you're doing and retaining their employees a lot better. You know, like, let's put it in the supply chain perspective. You know, um, Walmart retention is not great. Uh, Amazon got a little bit better retention. But what is it, Dollar General? Dollar General is like one of the top companies right now when it comes to their supply chain. So, yeah, it is. Nobody leaves. <laughs> Nobody, you know, you get in on the Dollar General side of the supply chain, you're there. Oh, you're there okay. forever. You don't want to leave. You know what I mean? Oh wow! And and, that, and and that's just something that you know companies need to look at. Okay, is is it just me, <laughs> or is it somebody somebody else doing better than you know being able to retain their employees? And you, you got to look at it like that. You know, and the okay, same right. thing when I, when I was working in the prison. I wanted them to actually dig deeper and tell me, okay, if we lose, we're losing this amount of people all the time, and it's it's an ongoing thing. We've been hiring for years. We've been people been leaving for years. The numbers just go from, you know, um, you know, thirty percent turnover to forty percent turnover, and back down to twenty five percent, and back up to forty percent. You know what I mean? Turnover has just been there forever. Mm. Okay, is is there another company that's in the same type of job, the same type of business, the same industry that's doing better? You know what I mean? So is it the industry or or do we need to follow somebody else within that industry that's doing it a lot better? Now, if it, if it is the industry, then we got to change the format of the job function. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Right, right. The job function may need to change. But if it's if it's another company that's that's doing it well, then we need to find out what programs they have in place to actually make it. You know what I mean? So right. research, research and, and, and development is also what I try to do with companies is try to get them to see, you know, are they alone in this or is there another industry that's another company in that industry that's actually doing better? How do we, you know, copy some of the things that they're doing well? They don't need to keep beating yourself over the head. You know, evidence-based practices are evidence-based practices. You know what I mean? If it's evident that this works, then why are you going against it? If, if it right. works, let's use it. You know what I mean? If it doesn't work, let's get rid of it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And this ain't, and that, and that ain't no shade to no, to no company. It's just, it is no, what it is. It is what it is, man. Something we're doing that other companies are not doing. You know what I mean? And it goes, it, even within Walmart, they have so many different supply chains, so many warehouses and all. You got to look, you got to compare yourself even with the other ones. You know what I mean? Right, you, right, it, right. it may be a, a leadership difference. It may be something that leader is doing. And it may be a, a geographic. It may be the area. You know what I mean? The, mm. the type of, how many other jobs are in that area? You know, that people can say, hey, this is too tough for me. I just go across the street. It's another job. You know, and that's right. that's one of the reasons why you take big companies. One of the reasons why they put um, mega buildings in areas where there's nobody there. Because uh... you see what I'm saying? For one, you 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 got a, 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 a multitude of different uh, talents in that area that have nowhere else to go. Yep. See what I'm saying? You check out where they build a prison at. They always build a prison in a, a, a town, 
that doesn't have another large uh, corporation yeah. that can pull. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same thing if you look at Walmart supply chains. They always stay within probably um, 50 to 60, up to 100 miles away from a major city. They want people to be able, they want that that local, you know what I mean? Right. Like like where, where I was, I was in uh, Brooksville, the area where my warehouse was in Florida was Brooksville, Florida. Okay. Now, which was about what? maybe an hour from Tampa. Now, I live I live I live 30 minutes from Tampa. I was in Wesley Chapel, which I could get on the highway and be right in Tampa in 25 30 minutes or I could be at my job 25 30 minutes up the right. other way. Right. You see what right I'm saying? in the middle. So, right. And every warehouse that they build, they try to look for that same type of environment because what they really want is uh, the majority of their people to be living right there in Brooksville. Right. You see what I'm saying? They want people 10 to 15 minutes away. Now, guess what? Brooksville has nothing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and so now you got to look at, okay, how many people that live in this Brooksville area mm-hmm. want to drive an hour to get a good job in Tampa? They don't mm. want to. They'll do it if they have to, right. but they don't want to. Yep. You know what I mean? If they can stay at home and work for a major corporation right down the street, then their loyalty goes up. <laughs> they, yep. You know what I mean? I, I want to stay at this job. Some people are going to do that. So you're going to always have those people with that old school mentality. So that's why these big companies build these uh, big giant warehouses and facilities in areas like that because they want to pull from that pool. They don't want to compete. Mm-hmm. They don't want to compete in Tampa where you got, you know, companies right there. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? You got yeah. so many other companies. People will be jumping ship all the time as soon as they feel like this ain't a good fit for me. Hey, man, I don't like this job. I'm gone. They'll right. leave the next day. But if you weigh out an hour or so away, some people going to stick around just yeah. because it's close to them. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's you true. know what I mean? My daddy used to work for this company. I'm going to go ahead and work for this company, man, until I retire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so if, yeah, yeah, if they wasn't right down the road from the house, I sure yeah. 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 So it's strategic on the way a lot of people, a lot of companies really think. And, you know, and, and that's where, you know, a, a person like myself need to come in and say, okay, let's, let's look at your strategy. Let's see what works. Let's, let's eliminate some things that don't work and let's integrate. Let's combine the things that you want to keep, you know, let, let's put it all together so we can build a, a retention machine. You know what I mean? We want to keep your staff. We want to keep that loyalty. We want to keep people rolling. You know what That's I mean? Right. That's right. That's right. But man, Rich, we done talked, man, for two hours or so. And yeah, man, I was about to say because I was just sitting there looking at the clock. I'm like, man, I'm at the. We're gonna have to bust. We're gonna have to bust this one up. I'm like, how in the world time go by that fast, Rich? Ah, uh, well, man, look. <laughs> you know what, man? It was the same thing, man, with it because I was listening to them uh, to Roll Lamont talking about his story to this dude. You mm-hmm. know, and I was out doing the papers, and it, you know, and it take me a couple hours to do the papers. So mm-hmm. by the time from my start to the finish, I was like, damn, they were talking this whole, you know, and it was the same thing, <laughs> but everything led, one thing led to another. Right, and, right, right. And, um, right. and once again, and it's information is needed. Yeah. Know? But uh, I'm yeah. going to definitely, uh, I'm going to definitely, uh, I'm going to bust it up and make it two parts. 
Yeah, yeah. Chop, chop this up, and like I said, take out uh, what we, what you can use, what we need. Um, you know, slice it up. Uh, I, I also wanted you to go and, and and when you get some free time, just dig into my website. I'm getting ready to enhance that. And um, this week, I want to try to focus on um, not just creating a course for sale, which, which you know, we can't put it for sale. I want to have a course for when I step into a corporation, you know what I mean, for uh, so they can actually hire me in to do. You know what I mean? I, I want my own private course. So when I come into organization, I'm not just coming in giving one speech. I'm, I'm right. coming in with a real program to train their managers. You see what I'm right. saying? Right. right. Yeah, so, so I'm trying to set up something that works, you know, with some longevity to it and not just a one hit come in and speak and leave. Right. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So exactly. I, I want to try to work on that type of a course and then if it's working out well, once once we do it, I know it will, then we can actually put it online and, and maybe sell it like that. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no doubt about yeah. it. No doubt about it. Yeah, we can definitely do that. But yeah, um, other yeah. than that, yeah, I'm going to definitely go through, put it all together, man, and now I'll shoot it over to you. I am going mm -hmm. to, um, at, with these meetings, because they're so big, file-wise, mm -hmm. that's why I end up having to send you them links. And when I send you these links, just as a footnote, FYI. Um... The Too Rich to Miss Podcast.